It's time for Green Visions, a KUMD production to encourage green thinking and green actions. Green Visions is made possible by the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower carbon energy future. Last week, the IPCC climate report was released once again. It laid out a red alert threat of climate change on our planet. Monday, elected officials, environmental organizations, and others held a news conference in Duluth asking for action. Environmental activist Tone Lanzillo joins us this morning to tell us more. Hey, Tone, good morning. It's nice to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Always good to be back. So lots and lots of folks were at that news conference. Uh, Gloria Day was represented, Duluth for Clean Water, Duluth Climate Mobilization, uh, Senators, Climate Action Field School, Citizens Climate Lobby, goes on and on and on. Um, <laughs> well, there's, there, was, there was a lot, and I think our community should be recognized for the number of organizations that are either advocating for various parts of the environment or advocating for specifically for water or for land or for conservation. So that yeah. doesn't that doesn't really surprise me at all. This code red report and the phrase code red uh hyperbole or not what was your reaction? Um I think it speaks to the truth or truth to power and I think uh, the official title, I think it was the U.N. Secretary General gave, was Code Red for Humanity. I think that's where it began. And I think it, it reflects, among a number of climate events, uh, one in particular, uh, warming temperatures, rising carbon emissions. And, of course, we're seeing that not only here in Duluth right now, but across the world, <clears throat> whether you look at British Columbia, the Northwest, I think last week we were hearing stories about Siberia and then uh, a number of countries in Europe and the Middle East, including Turkey, Italy, and Greece. Um, and in fact, I know the New York Times reported a story the end of July. I found this interesting that between June 24th and June 30th in the North American region, 1,238 temperature records were broken during daytime hours, and another 1,503 records were broken during nighttime hours around North America. So it's quite significant climate events are occurring. It's to the point where it would be very difficult, I think, for someone to deny that. And, of course, that's the problem with humanity. Sometimes we really need to see something in order to believe it, and we don't always listen to the science the way we right. need to. You have the sense, I gather, that Duluth should be a leader in the state when it comes to this focus on climate change and taking substantive action. Um, other than, I guess, what I mentioned about all the different environmental organizations our community has, uh, why do you feel that way? I... Um of course, as I tell people, I moved here in November 2017, and I think for so many reasons, Duluth is such a unique city and location and place. And of course, over the past two years, Duluth has gotten national attention as a possible climate refuge city. And in fact, I know of three families in the past, say, six, seven months who have moved here 
from California and Florida because of climate change. The other thing that I found unique is when we held the press conference, it wasn't just local people that spoke. We received a number of emails supporting the press conference and what we're trying to do, and that included Bill McGibbon with 350.org. We got a fantastic um, email from the World Climate School out of Norway. Um, we got an email from the National Climate Emergency Movement out of New York. Um, so it was just very gratifying not to see all the people that were there on the plaza, but reading these emails from others around the U.S. and abroad. Yeah. So what was something that you took away from the news conference? A news conference, and I've been to so many uh, over the years, a news conference is a tricky thing. Uh, yeah. You make an announcement about something, and the best that you can do in a news conference is say that you intend to take action. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's always a little bit frustrating because it's rare that you can actually be doing something. And you're just a news conference by its very nature. You announce, I'm going to do right. something. Uh, sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes it's pretty anticlimactic. The news conference is where the action starts and ends. What did you right. take away from the, the news conference on Monday? Sure, a couple of things. Um, I think it was very therapeutic. Um, a number of the people that spoke, including uh, State Senator Jennifer McEwen and myself, um, it was very heartfelt as we talked about children and grandchildren, um, as people talked about the land. Um, the other thing besides the share of emotions, um, it was a collective conversation that we don't have to 2050, that most of the speakers down the line agree that we have about eight or nine years to really make some significant steps. And I like one of your comments about what happens afterwards. We did announce uh, three climate initiatives that will begin actually within 30 days. Uh, they include a new climate education program in Duluth in collaboration with the World Climate School. Two, we're working with a national network of climate psychologists, and we're hoping to announce a support network for people in Duluth that are experiencing climate anxiety. And then also, um, we're going to start a series of, we're calling them citizen climate assemblies or gatherings. We have two already scheduled for September 16th at the Damiano Center in Peace Church. This gives the average citizen an opportunity just to talk to a few other people and to share maybe ideas or thoughts they have, and then we will funnel those thoughts and ideas to uh, city leaders and community stakeholders. So those initiatives, as you mentioned, should be getting underway uh, comparatively quickly. All three of those um, the public will hear about, and two of them will start in September, yes. Are you encouraged? You are, you are I, I, how do I put this politely? You are a person, as am I, we used to call them grown-ups. Um, sometimes people call them boomers. Uh, we're <laughs> you and I have been around the block a time or two. We've seen a lot of people come up with a lot of good ideas. We've seen folks say all the right words. Um, do you think people are finally getting it right now? I'm not hearing a lot. Uh, there doesn't seem to be, the climate change deniers don't seem to have a lot of traction. Are we past that point? Are we at a point where you're optimistic that we can make substantive change within 10 years? Wow. Um, 
it depends on which day you talk to me. Um, but I will say this as a father of two adult sons, and I just recently found out I'm going to become a grandfather for the first time in December. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, this puts a whole different perspective on my work with others in Duluth and how important this is. So I'll be honest, my friends know this. There are some nights I don't sleep too well, but I do get up each morning and I look at the people that I'm collaborating with in Duluth and how much hope they give me. And I think Monday, as I said, it was very therapeutic that although we shared some um, negative climate news, it was not only the 11 speakers, but I was even amazed there was over 50 people there just to listen uh, from various organizations. And even as of yesterday, besides the three initiatives I mentioned, there are some conversations about some other climate actions that may happen within two weeks just to raise the level of awareness and maybe get a few more people involved in climate actions. Um, so I do, I do have hope, yes. Tone, thank you so very much, of course, for joining us. And I'm guessing that if folks in Duluth are not already affiliated with one of the numerous groups that I mentioned that were actually involved in the news conference, they may wonder if there's going to be some kind of a central clearinghouse for a lot of this information. It does sound as we move forward like it might be kind of handy to have all the information or as much of it as possible under one umbrella just for folks to access it in terms of for ease of accessing, ease of people saying, I want to volunteer, I want to apply for that job, I want to do whatever. Um, Do you know if there are any efforts to get something like that underway? And if there aren't, what's the best way for people to get involved? Uh, That's a great question. The answer is yes. I know the initiative that I'm working with Duluth 365, which just started last September, has been trying to network, uh, and we have been in discussions with Lisa Fitzpatrick from the Duluth Climate Mobilization to create a clearinghouse that focuses just on Duluth. And I'm pretty sure that there will be news about that collaboration and networking also probably in the next three or four weeks. Um, but you're right, I would encourage people right now, there's some great people out there you can network, whether it's Jenny Yako at Sierra Club, Brett Cease at Citizens Climate Lobby. These are people uh, working with me and others to create that clearinghouse. And there is one organization, in fact, I just met with them Tuesday morning. Um, you can check out the Duluth Climate and Energy Network, which meets monthly, and there's a number of um, organizations involved in that. And if anyone needs information about that, they're more than happy to reach out to me or or really any of the climate organizations can tell them about the DCEN. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. We'll make sure that we share that information, Tony, and uh, please encourage folks uh, to reach out to me here at KUMD so that once we impose a little bit more structure on this so folks know how to get involved, they're definitely going to want that news. And they're also going to be, I know, interested in these three um, action steps that are going to be coming to fruition within the next month or so. So. Yes. Um, looking yes. forward to those conversations yet to come. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate your help and support. Thanks a million, Tone.
Tone Lenzillo, our guest this morning on Green Visions, and uh, the IPCC climate report was released last week. A news conference on Monday uh, brought together almost a dozen uh, different folks that are involved in climate action and where do we go from here? Some changes, some concrete action steps coming within the next 30 days. And we'll keep you up to speed on that right here on KUMD. Green Visions on KUMD is made possible with support from Heritage Window and Door, the Duluth Superior Supplier for Renewal by Anderson Windows and Doors, and from the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower carbon energy future.